Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Man, where did I see this story? must have been uh, on X or something like that, but I, I saw, uh, maybe Fox News has, I'm sure Fox News probably has a story. Uh, anyway, I saw this story. Uh, you guys remember the gruesome murders that took place in Idaho where this, uh, this uh, deranged guy went and, and murdered several uh, college students right, right across the border from Montana uh, in, in Idaho. And um, gruesome murders, right? And a uh, big national story. And then uh, kind of in, in a way, they, they had to track the guy down all the way on the other side of the country. I, I saw some report about how um, his legal defense team – and did, did I read right that, that he's going to get a change in venue? Um, maybe some of you have been closely uh, monitoring the follow-up on that story. But I, I think I saw something about how, how he might be getting a change of venue. That basically, wow, they're, they're worried that this gruesome murderer might not get a fair trial. There might be a tainted jury pool in this community in Idaho. And I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, here, here we go again. Here we go again where grisly murderers get treated better than a former president of the United States. I mean, look at Washington D.C. Look at look at New York City right now. Do you think you think Donald Trump would ever get a, a fair trial in in Washington D.C.? I mean, the 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 number of registered Democrats in Washington D.C. is just astronomical, right? In uh, in New York City, same deal, right? I mean, uh, why do you think New York City is turning into such a mess right now? Uh, it's because of all these Democrat voters. And so so do you think Donald J. Trump is going to get a fair trial in New York City? Do you think Donald J. Trump is going to get a fair trial in Washington, D.C.? Do you think Donald J. Trump is being treated fairly whatsoever in America right now? Hell, they won't even treat Donald J. Trump's lawyers fairly in America right now. I mean, the, the ACLU leftists that did uh, backflips and all sorts of gymnastic maneuvers to say how – how great they were when they were defending the Guantanamo terrorists. I mean, these, these leftist lawyers that, that were saying, oh, yeah, well, everybody deserves a right to defense. And they're right. But they did backflips to make sure that, oh, we treated those terrorists in Guantanamo very, very fairly. They did more welfare checks on those guys than I think that, that than the transients in Missoula. And. And, and and yet they they want to prosecute Donald Trump's lawyers. They've already been prosecuting Donald Trump's lawyers, and and uh, and, and so they don't even want Donald Trump's lawyers uh, to be treated fairly. Uh, he doesn't deserve right uh, to representation, but Gitmo terrorists do. Uh, he doesn't deserve a change in venue, but the gruesome murderer of the Idaho college students, they think he deserves a change in venue. Uh, it's just so so sickening, so disgusting, so shameful. Uh, it's, it's just like that that mayor in Athens, Georgia. Did you see this clown yesterday? My goodness, good on those people in Athens, Georgia, for standing up and calling that guy out. And did you notice how nobody in the room wanted to defend that guy either? The Brett Bear Minute. 
Overseas, Israel is setting its sights on expanding its ground operations in Gaza, while President Biden announced another potential ceasefire deal could be made by the end of the weekend. But what will that mean for the state of the conflict? Host of the Ben Dominich podcast, Ben Dominich. I think one of the things that we have to recognize is that in this upcoming contest, uh, in the general election, uh, there is, uh, you know, such intense competition within some of these states that you know, just a 10,000 vote margin here and there can be the difference between winning and losing. And in the case of Michigan, we have seen the reaction to the Biden policies as it regards Gaza and the Israel response being something uh, that is very controversial within typically Democrat circles uh, among uh, a number of different Muslim American groups. Uh, and that's something that really could matter on a national scale. I'm Brett Baer. We'll see you next time. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With sunny skies across the area for today, high temperatures will range from the upper 40s in Bozeman to the mid upper 50s in Billings. For tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies as temperatures will head back down to the upper 20s in Bozeman to the low 30s in Billings. Also seeing some snow shower chances late across the Bozeman area. Now we'll see rain and snow showers Friday. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. And there I go again. How do I not start the morning uh, at 6.06 in the morning by talking about the big story of the day? Well, you know, there I go again. Even though I know that we have way more folks listening on the radio uh, well, we've seen massive growth. I mean, I'm just always amazed at the numbers of folks that are downloading our Montana Talks app and listening on apps, whether it's our app or the KJJR app and Kalispell, wherever you might be listening from. I'm just always amazed, right? Um, so the numbers are doing great there. I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay our numbers, but what I'm just saying is the numbers are still a lot bigger over the actual radio airwaves. And so, but sometimes I get, you know, I, I just assume that you guys already saw the story. I assume that, hey, you, that, that you saw the breaking news when we shared, shared, shared the breaking news, uh, yesterday was at, uh, I think it was right at, right after noon. I, I, I shared the scoop via Twitter at like 10 or 11 something in the morning. And, uh, cause I was, I was already getting word that it was going to happen, but, uh, but I didn't get the write-up on our website till after lunch because, you know, we got to go see our buddy uh, Corey Willis down at uh, uh, Knockout Fitness and, and see him and everything. So I'll knock out my website story after that. Uh, you know, you got to have priorities here in life. Anyway, great to see you, Corey. He's probably knocking out a workout right now as we speak down there. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so big news yesterday if you guys missed it. So everybody uh, was wondering – uh, what was going on with Congressman Matt Rosendale? Because, you know, he announced he was going to run for the Senate. And, uh, and uh, but then when Donald Trump endorsed Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy in that race, well, less than a week later, uh, Rosendale said he was going to, uh, you know, pull out of the U.S. Senate race. Uh, but he didn't say whether or not he was going to run for, for the House. And then he kind of kind of went quiet for for several days and. 
I mean, there were some events that, that I that I know he was supposed to be at that I was at. And I was like, well, where's Matt? He wasn't there. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm assuming uh, spending time with family, figuring out what he was going to do next and make a big decision. Right. And so anyway, uh, you know, but then in the meantime, you had all these other candidates saying, no, hey, we're still moving forward with our campaigns for that eastern district in Congress. So so a lot of signs seem to be pointing uh, to the, the fact that that Rosendale would not run for re-election in the House. But then yesterday, uh, I started getting the word, no, he is running for re-election. And then, of course, uh, about an hour later after I, I shared that tip via X, uh, via Twitter, uh, then then the news came official and an official statement had been put out. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me pull it up on our Montana Talks website for you here. So I um, I haven't cleared through my stack of stuff yet. We've got, I've got the story printed up as well, but it's just faster for me to do what you can do, which is go to our Montana Talks website and share some of the reactions. So not only is, is Congressman Matt Rosendale running for re-election in the U.S. House in Montana's Eastern Congressional District, uh, but he also has the support of Montana's U.S. Senator Steve Daines. Uh, so uh, let me see. Here's here's the statement from Congressman Rosendale. He has said, I have always said I will serve where the people of Montana feel I can be most effective and serving Montana in Congress has truly been the honor and privilege of a lifetime. Let's see. Uh, so he goes on uh, further down. He says, over the last few days, I have been humbled by the outpourings of support I have received to run for Montana's 2nd Congressional District so we can continue our work to cut spending, secure the border, and restore America's energy dominance. At the urging of my family, friends, constituents, and President Trump, I announce my intention to seek re-election. So, so there, you know, and I know for a number of our listeners, they're going to they're see this as welcome news. I, you know, we've been hearing from a lot of his supporters and heck, I've even mentioned to myself over the past several months, which is, hey, stay in the house, stay in the fight there. And uh, and so anyway, that's what Congressman Rosendale is doing. Senator Steve Daines uh, also sent me this uh, statement shortly after the news broke saying, quote, I support Matt in his decision to seek re-election to the U.S. Uh, House of Representatives. It is time for Republicans to unite and win in November. Now, the other thing that was interesting is uh, is Congressman Rosendale in this announcement yesterday also uh, announced his support for Tim Sheehy in the U.S. Senate race. He says this, this election, Republicans across the Treasure State must be reminded of our mission, defeating John Tester and taking back the U.S. Senate. John Tester is Chuck Schumer with a flat top. He's New York's third senator, and he must be retired. To do that, we must unify as a party. I am supporting Tim Sheehy as our party's nominee so we can rally together to defeat John Tester and take back the U.S. Senate. So, uh, anyway, good message there uh, from Congressman Rosendale. Uh, and uh, Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy also uh, had this in response to, uh, to Congressman Rosendale saying this, I appreciate your support. And look forward to working with you in the House, Matt. It's time to unite and win back the White House, retake the Senate, and expand our House majority. It is time to save America. Oh, yeah, and then there was other big news uh, yesterday as well. Senate Republican Le First off, can I just do a little... Uh, it's not too often I get to do this little, little dance. Um, can I just say that haven't we been saying that this is, is in the works, that this is, is going to happen... 
Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell announced that he will be stepping down as Republican majority leader. Now, it's not till November. I know some of you are like, oh, what's with the wait? Come on, man. Uh, you know, you already gave your goodbye speech yesterday. Why not just say goodbye? But anyway, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell uh, announced that he will um, uh, move into retirement in November. Haven't we been saying haven't haven't I been saying that on this show here? Look. Look, Senator Daines is moving the Senate in a more conservative direction, in a more pro-Trump direction. And look, Mitch McConnell's on his way out. There you go. He confirmed it yesterday, too. Great news for White Sulphur Springs and for the state of Montana, plus what Montana's governor told Joe Biden about the border crisis. That and more. Go to MontanaTalks.com. News Talk 970 and 103.3 FM KBUL. Your home for Fox News, Hannity, Bongino, and Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, by now, I'm sure you've heard or even seen the horrible images of the Smokehouse Creek Fire in the Texas Panhandle. It's already consumed an incredible 850,000 acres, according to the Texas A&M Forest Service, and is still growing and remains at only 3% contained. Now, along with other fires in Texas this week, by Wednesday night, more than 1 million acres had already burned. Of course, homes weren't the only ones damaged or lost to the flames. Livestock owners are dealing with lost and injured cattle, as well as the loss of feed as valuable grass and hay supplies have also been burned. Texas A&M AgriLife Extension says donations of hay, feed, fencing supplies, cow feed, and milk replacement are desperately needed to help support livestock owners affected by these devastating wildfires. Now, the Extension Service, along with others like the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association, are establishing animal supply points in several locations in the region to accept donations, as well as heading up other donation efforts. And, of course, wildfires have also hit other areas of the High Plains, like Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Wyoming. Our thoughts and prayers certainly go out to everyone who's been impacted. Stay with us. We'll have more Ag News right after this. 40 years later, Reminis Angus still provides some of the very best Angus genetics in the entire country with their proven sound bowls developed for longevity, leading the industry back to the future. Reminis Angus offers American outcross bowls that compete on every industry level. Calving ease, maternal performance, feed efficiency, and of course, satisfying the most discerning consumer palate. The Reminis Angus 40th Anniversary Production Sale is March 1st, 1 p.m. in Dillon, Montana. For more information, visit REMangus.com. We growers of the North, it's time to push performance to answer the call of Westbred Wheat. With regionally proven varieties like WB9590 and WB9719 offering high yield potential balanced with protein content. Trust Westbred Wheat to help you get the most out of every acre. Now's the time. Boldly grow. Seize the season with Westbred Wheat. Performance may vary. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Well, this week at the National Potato Council's Washington Summit, 
Colorado's Jim Ehrlich was named the 2024 Potato Person of the Year. Ehrlich, dubbed the face of Colorado Potatoes, has served as the executive director of the Colorado Potato Administration Committee now for the past 18 years. However, he also announced his plans to retire this year. Regardless, congratulations to Jim Early. And finally this morning, the Nile Stock Show and Rodeo out of Billings, Montana, has announced the hiring of veteran marketing executive David Allen as its new general manager, effective immediately. The Deadwood, South Dakota native brings over 50 years of experience managing and marketing in various sports fields, including PRCA Pro Rodeo, Wrangler brand, NASCAR, the PBR, and even wildlife conservation. To learn more about the Nile Stock Show and Rodeo, you can visit them online at the Nile. Org. For the Western Egg Network, I'm Russell Nimitz. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, we're going to jump right in the phone uh, phone lines here this morning. We've got Tim and Savage, our Mondakistan bureau chief, uh, calling from the Montana-North Dakota border. Although I, I should pretend to be some East Coast transplant radio host who just showed up. Uh, we've got Tim and Savage on the phone lines here. Uh, anyway, hey, Tim, great to hear from you. What's going on this morning? Well, actually, I'm in route to Glasgow right now. Uh, got a little Eastern Sea hoops to call, so I'll be up in up in Scotty country all day long. That's right. We should just pronounce all these Montana town names wrong all day long. I'm, I'm thinking you, Glasgow, oh, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> you can always tell when the TV stations get their brand new pups from the East Coast coming in here and don't know how to pronounce anything out, especially when they're talking about meager county. Or or Shotow or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had when we had Nancy Schlepp on the other day from uh, Sandfire Resources talking about the you know the copper mine big news in White Sulphur Springs. I said, now now you were the I joked with her off air on air. I said, Mark County. I said, I said, do you still get called the uh, meager county uh, over there? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, great to hear from you. What's oh. going on this morning? Well, you know, and we we got exactly what we were asking four months ago. Rosendale supporting Sheehy, Sheehy supporting Rosendale, Dane supporting them both. Everybody's all on the same page. But now it's like, Matt, what took you so long, man? And now I'm starting, you know, starting to wonder about some of the other ones. And there's some other very attractive candidates that threw their name in. And I, I don't know. Is, is Matt going to get everybody back? Um, is what's going to happen now? It's just. I appreciate it that it's finally happened, but I just don't understand why this didn't happen months ago when so many of us were begging for it to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, how much further along would we have been if 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 folks had stayed in the positions that they're in and, and we consulted our efforts to focus on taking out liberal Senator John Tester and – uh, you know, I mean, I guess better late than never. No, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm kind of an inter- interested in hearing what other folks have to say about this, what, what they think. And, uh, well, and yeah, go ahead. You look like Denny. I'm just really fascinated when, you know, when Denny was on and he announced and that he, he retains all of his seniority. And as, as much as, as Matt has gotten done in the house to put Denny back in there with all of his seniority, that, uh, that really seems interesting to me, how that, the benefits that he could pull. And now I don't know. I'm torn now between, 
between those two guys. Oh, interesting. Now, the word I'm hearing is that is that Denny Reberg w- will now not run, but I haven't heard that officially from Denny's. But yeah, yeah, who knows? Um, I'll have to see. I, I know I printed up a story in my stack of stuff here. Um, but I, you know, hey, at the end of the day, you know, kind of Matt took all this time, took all of his time to make his mind up on the Senate race, and then got out of that. And now the House race. So I think I think some of these candidates are probably saying, you know what, March 11th is only a few days away. I don't need to make up my mind today, right now. Yeah. Uh, so. It, yeah, and so they're, they're probably thinking, hey, you know, let's see what folks have to say over the next, what, 11, 12 days here. Uh, stand by, Tim. We'll come back to you after the Fox News update. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Supreme Court Hill arguments April 22nd over whether former President Trump is immune from prosecution in a federal election interference case. The immunity question has kept proceedings on hold since December. The court has yet to rule meantime on whether Trump can be kept off ballots. A state judge in Illinois says he's ineligible to run. Illinois joins Colorado and Maine where officials have argued he should be booted from the ballot, citing the same reason that he engaged in an insurrection trying to hold on to power after the 2020 election. Fox's Rich Edson, Trump and President Biden will both be at the southern border today. In Texas, Trump and Biden will be five hours apart in areas seeing different numbers of migrants. Eagle Pass, where Trump is going, has seen over 2,000 migrants in recent days. Brownsville, where Biden is going, far fewer, just 46. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson, President Biden will be making remarks urging Congress to pass a border security bill. America's listening to Fox News. Lots, lots of big news that took place over the past 24 hours. Uh, Tim and Savage, yeah, anything else you wanted to share? Well, just a, a comment to Ken up in Great Falls there that, you know, the, the problem with the illegals is that people are hiring them, and so we need to crack down on the businesses. But wouldn't that be discriminatory practices to ask somebody's immigration status? Is, that's exactly <laughs> what's going to get an employer into hot water because you you can't ask questions like that. That's not that's not fair. That's That would be discrimination. And so it, it doesn't even make any sense to, to try to crack down on that as much as that we agree. Yeah, you should not be hiring illegals. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, that was in our nine o'clock hour of the show yesterday. And our, our friend, liberal Ken in Great Falls, he's he's really good at trying to uh, to shift fire, to divert from what the real story is. And okay, yeah, yeah, go after the people that are hiring illegal aliens. But that's not what the Biden administration is doing. They are going after people like Elon Musk who say that they won't hire illegal aliens, and then they get sued by the Biden administration. So, uh, so, so spare me the talking points. And 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 you know, he, he was trying to say, oh, they're all just really good people that are breaking into this country. And it's like, wait a minute, Ken, what about? Uh, what about the illegal that murdered uh, a kid over here? What about the, the college girl, Lake and Raleigh, that was murdered over there? And he didn't want to talk about that. He just wanted to somehow say, wow, it's these employers that are hiring them. Uh, or maybe it's the people yeah. that are allowing them in the country in the first place, like like your yeah, buddy John it's Tester. All, it's all shifting and turning and twisting. It's like when with Brandon on the border, that's, his, that's him checking things out and doing it. But then if, when Trump goes to the border... Oh, I think we lost your either you muted yourself or you you popped over a hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you're back with us now. OK, I was going to say, yeah, oh. you must be driving in eastern Montana because we got that that long silence there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's, you know, the, you know, it's about shifting. You know, Brandon's going down to the border today and Trump's going to the border today. But with Trump going, it's political and it's a photo op. But that's not the case. Why? Why the Biden White House is going to be at the border. That's not political and that's not a photo op. That's exactly okay. right. 
Hey, by the way, you mentioned you're going to Glasgow. You're going to Scotty Country. You got to stop in and see Kelly down at the Buzz, uh, right on, you know, right by the down the street from the movie theater. But go get a photo op with Kelly at the Buzz. Uh, he might okay. be listening to the show right now. But so if you t- if you tell him that you're the Mondakistan bureau chief, he'll know exactly who you are when you show okay. up. Here. We'll try to fit that in. A lot of lot of ball games. Eastern Sea kicks off yesterday. We got eight more games today, eight tomorrow, and four on Saturday. So a lot of hoops going on. What's the big storyline there? Uh, and, and then I'll get to more callers after the break. We got about thirty seconds. Oh, Luster Christian boys look really tough, um, and then North Country girls look awful tough. We'll see if uh, see if the two uh, C powers can can do anything with them. But opening round boys games yesterday, the three C took the two C team three to one. So. Wow. I think the three seed on the boys' side is pretty good, and I know that they've got some tough girls teams too. Man, that's a that was a great sports update there. We got to get you a sports radio show that you could do for us here or something like that. That was great. Uh, those Luster Christian men, they were fun to watch. I watched them in the state tournament in Billings. Uh, what was that two years ago now? And they were really fun to watch. You know, yeah. they got kids well, from all over on, the world. Yeah, the boys on KLTZ said this they, this team. Might- you. If you can plan barbecues and weddings, you can plan to protect yourself from a natural disaster. Sign up for local alerts, prepare an emergency kit, and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we're going to jump right back into the phone calls here, uh, and then I got I got man, a bunch of stuff that I want to share with you here. So earlier this morning, just to I'll, I'll play this for you in a, in a couple of minutes um, after our next caller here. But uh, earlier this morning, I'm you know I'm scanning the Fox News Radio website because we are uh, your Fox News affiliate here, fourteen fifty KMMS Bozeman, nine seventy. KBUL Billings here in the early morning hours of this show. And so so I can go through, I've told you this inside baseball before, so I can go on the, the Fox News Radio affiliate website and basically see all, not only see all of the stories that they're doing and working on and producing, but I can, you know, download the audio uh, as well. And so that's how we can share a lot of the Fox News Radio stories, uh, some of which you'll hear during the, the top and bottom of the hour news updates and more. But so I'm in there and I see, oh, there's a great soundbite from Nancy Mace talking about Hunter Biden yesterday. Uh, and then I'm in there. Oh, there's a great soundbite from Jim Jordan. <laughs> Let's download that one. Oh, Congressman Smith. I uh, forget where he's from. Ah, that's a great soundbite. Let's grab that one. And then there was a, and then Byron Donalds. That guy's great. Yeah, let's grab it. Finally, I'm like, holy cow, we got so many great sound bites here. I'm going to put together our own little montage. So I just did a whoop, whoop, whoop while I was listening to Russell Nimitz in the uh, and the egg report a few minutes ago. I, I just whipped that little montage together. By the way, Russell Nimitz, I meant to say this uh, before I, I, I took the phone call from Tim and Savage. Russell, uh, thanks for sharing the news about David Allen uh, t- taking over the, the head job of the Nile. Actually, it was kind of cool. Last week, David Allen was in the house. Was it last? Actually, it was the week before last. He was in the house with us and uh, let it slip uh, when we were talking with him about the Mate Show. But yeah, David Allen's got a a great background, great guy. So very cool news there. Uh, Let's go to Nancy and Roundup. What's going on this morning, Nancy? Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, Tyler Ryan voted for Freedom yesterday, so it seems like the whole 
world is starting to rebel against the Chinese Communist Party and uh, the globalist agenda, whatever. But now uh, the issue is is making sure that we get the military equipment that they paid for uh, sent to them. They need this uh, to protect their country and against the Chinese uh, party. And uh, it seems like uh, Xi Jinping is resorting uh, to Mao tactics, and it's not going over very well in China with the Chinese, especially with the youth, because the youth um, have had it fairly pretty good, uh, much better than their parents and their grandparents have in China. They're not going to buy into this uh, extreme Mao um, revolution-type uh, tactics. And I want to say, uh, make a uh, announcement. The Muscatel County Lincoln Reagan dinner is scheduled for March 23rd. Uh, it begins at four o'clock here at our community center, and it's going to be a prime rib dinner with a uh, dinner dance afterwards. And it's only twenty dollars a ticket, and you can get tickets ahead of time uh, from Mary uh, Rose Beasley at 406-323-2323. She has the Homestead Veterinarian Clinic here in town. And you can follow the Montana GOP on Facebook and also the Montana GOP on Twitter X for more information. And we'd like to know ahead of time because it's a prime rib dinner. Oh, but, yeah, uh, prime rib. Man, that's that's worth it alone. And um, I just want to say about Matt Rosendale, uh, he reminds me of a sand crab. He scuttles ahead about four or five feet and then jumps back two feet. Uh, as far as my taste in uh, politicians, he's a little, he's too hesitant and too indecisive for my taste. So, well, I, I don't know. I've heard for weeks now that he was and that he wasn't, and it's wore me out. And I, I just hope the guy can just uh, start walking a straight line so people know, know what he's doing, because uh, that's only fair. It's also fair to the other candidates. Yeah, there were a lot of other people that were already investing their own, you know, time and resources into running, and you know, some of them were told by him that he wasn't running. So yeah, go ahead. And so yeah, I can imagine they're frustrated uh, as well. But it'd be interesting to hear what what the what the voters have to say, what the people in in the Eastern Montana district have to say as well. Nancy, great to hear from you. Thanks for the phone call. And yes, yeah, you mentioned that Muscle Shell County. Uh, Lincoln Reagan dinner. Uh, it's it's kind of cool. Some of you may not know this, but they have uh, they actually have. I think on the Montana GOP website, they actually have kind of like a calendar list of every single one of those Lincoln Reagan Day dinners. So if you're if you're wondering, hey, I wonder when that's happening in our neck of the woods. It is an election year, and so some of you you attend those faithfully every year. But but with it being an election year, you get a lot of other folks who who may not normally attend. They're like, hey, I kind of want to go and see who all's going to be there, see who the big speakers are, see who all the candidates are, get a chance to meet them face to face, etc. So uh, so Nancy, thanks for that reminder. Thanks for that plug for Muscle Shell County. Uh, all right, let let me see here. I put together this little montage. Here we go. Uh, be- oh, before I get to the montage, let me see. If I've got a news story that we can use as a scene setter for you here. So Hunter Biden, uh, he he testified behind closed doors on Capitol Hill yesterday. I think this is the uh, Asia Hosni report here testifies under oath before uh, the House Committee on Capitol Hill. 
and then and then of course after that will come the the uh, this one was the behind closed doors back and forth and then next will be most likely uh, him testifying publicly as well hunter biden is apparently going to have to testify in a public hearing on capitol hill so house oversight committee chairman james comer says hunter's testimony contradicted with what other witnesses have told them so far and a hearing is going to help sort all of that out but Hunter's attorney, Abby Lowell, says Republicans only want a hearing because they have no proof of any wrongdoing. Now, I'm told that Hunter answered every single question in great detail. He did not plead the fifth. One of the most interesting moments came when Democrats said Hunter Biden suggested that lawmakers launch an investigation into Jared Kushner, who, of course, is former President Trump's son-in-law. All right. So now after the closed door testimony yesterday, of course, you had a lot of these members of Congress going out, doing a little scrum with the Capitol Hill reporters, giving their reactions to how uh, how everything went down. And uh, and so that's what I mentioned. You know, there were, there were all these individual responses. Nancy Mace, Representative Smith, Representative Perry, you name it. So I thought, what the heck? Let's whip this all together in one montage. There were times where he could recall heavy details of, of conversations. And there were times where he would say, I don't recall. I can't remember. I'm not sure about this. Um, which calls into, which from my vantage point, calls into question how forthcoming he really was. The next phase now is to bring Hunter in for a public hearing and, and hear from the other Biden associates. And let's determine then who the American people think are telling the truth. There were lots of things said today that evidence we've already got and witnesses we've already talked to contradict what Hunter Biden said. So we, we but I do think that maybe the best takeaway is we got a lot of good information I think would be a good roadmap for when, in fact, we do have a public hearing. When he wanted to answer the question, he made it sound like he was the king of Georgetown, the smartest guy in the room. But when he did not want to answer the question, he blamed it on drugs and his addiction. And so you can't have your cake and eat it too. His business associates have testified differently. The two IRS whistleblowers that came before the Ways and Means Committee, their evidence proves differently. In fact, Sean, 327 different emails proved differently. During that period of time, other people, including James Biden, came in and did testify. So they've had time to coordinate their story, and yet they still haven't gotten it right. All right, there you go. I like the uh, the Nancy Mace uh, point there was great. I thought she had the best soundbite there of, of all of them. Uh, personally, just listening to it all in one shot there. She's uh, she's the probably too moderate uh, uh, congresswoman from South Carolina. But either way, she had a great uh, comment there where she said, oh, if it was a question that he wanted to answer, all of a sudden he's like, well, uh, you know, he's like, the, you know, the, the smartest kid at Georgetown. But then if it's a question he did not want to answer, ah, ah, you know, it's like all of a sudden he turned into. You know, he turned into Dave Chappelle's crack addict character. Ah, gosh, you know, he didn't all of a sudden, well, it was all the drugs. I don't know know the answer to that question. Uh, yeah, you do. We all do. Uh, all right. Pretty obvious at this point. I wonder, did anybody see how many hours of testimony did, did Hunter provide yesterday? Because for Pete's sake, Donald Trump Jr. and the BS they put him through, he had to sit for like 40 hours of uh, closed door testimony. And, uh, uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, <laughs> what do you guys think of this response from Corrine Jean-Pierre at the White House? So uh, Joe Biden did his annual physical, did his annual physical, and the uh, 
the Soviet era doctor said, oh, he's great. Boy, I'll tell you what, he's doing just great. So why didn't he take a cognitive test? Listen to the response from KJP. The president doesn't need a cognitive test. That is not my assessment. That is not my assessment. That is the assessment of the president's doctor. Uh, that is also the assessment of the neurologist, uh, who has also made that assessment as well. And, you know, and you have heard us say this, and I'll reiterate this, the president's doctor has said, if you look at what this president, the president who is also the commander-in-chief, he passes a cognitive test every day, every day. As he moves from one topic to another topic. Can't you just see him shuffling around in the background, pausing to sniff her hair, whisper in her ear. Oh, he passes a cognitive test every day. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. The FBI said releasing the 1023 would put the confidential human source's life in danger. Then why did the FBI make his name known? Apparently, the FBI's excuse to withhold the document from Congress was pure smoke, he points out. And the FBI's conduct is obviously absurd and a disservice to the American people. And he pointed out, according to the Justice Department indictment, the FBI finally interviewed the FBI source in September of 2023. We made the 1023 uh, public just a few months prior on July 20th, 2023. So clearly, the FBI finally acted because of our release of the document. In other words, we embarrassed them. And by the time the document was over three years old, well, three years, they didn't do their job. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Now, you've heard me talking about Burner, B-Y-R-N-A, and their pistol. It is a less lethal pistol, in this case, that you can rely on if you're ever in a situation where you need protection. Their pistol fires powerful deterrents like tear gas and kinetic ammo. And listen to the story from Marvin, a Special Forces vet. And Marvin fired his burner from 40 feet away as three unwanted people tried to enter his home. All three went down for 30 minutes, enough time for the police to arrive and for him to get to safety. Now, he said using a burner was no problem for him. And he simplifies it by saying you buy a car, you need car insurance. If you've got a life, you need life insurance and burner is it. Now, government agencies, police departments now across the country, they are now relying on the non-lethal option of burner. Now, burner is proudly American. They can ship directly to your home. It's go to burner, watch their videos, burner, com slash Hannity. You'll get 10% off any purchase, com slash Hannity. And call 800-741-GOLD. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, I don't know. Tim and Tim and Savage, what, what do you think? Is that today's oh, for Pete's sake moment? Uh, you know, my, my grandma in Glasgow, Tim's on his way to Glasgow right now. My grandma in Glasgow, she taught us uh, she taught us Lutheran kids how to cuss. Oh, for Pete's sake. I think that's today's oh, for Pete's sake moment where, where uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre says, Joe Biden didn't need to take a cognitive test because he passes a cognitive test every day. Every day he passes a cognitive test. Okay, now I got to go to Ronnie Jackson, Congressman Ronnie Jackson. 
Uh, remember, he was the White House doctor uh, for Obama and for Trump. Remember, he's the White House doctor that John Tester lied about on national TV. He's also a Navy admiral and Iraq war veteran. What did Ronald Jackson have to say about the POTUS physical? If he were serious about this, he would have done a thorough, comprehensive, objective exam that included that included a cognitive exam, and he would have stood up before the press in the press briefing room, and, and he would have truth. defended it, and he would have answered questions. But he doesn't mm, because yeah. he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to answer the questions because he's going to have to lie. Oh, interesting. So yeah, that's yeah. Because I remember when uh, Ronna Jackson uh, did the uh, press conference at the White House. So. Uh, why, why is Biden's doctor in hiding? That's a very good point there. Sounds like uh, Ronnie was on with, uh, by the way, my grandpa's name was Ronnie, so I always loved the name Ronnie. But, uh, but anyway, uh, it sounds like Ronnie was on with uh, Sean Hannity last night. All right. I know there is so much to talk about, so much to share with you here this morning. Uh, let's see. What's one I want to get to before the seven o'clock hour? Oh, uh, Jesse Waters had a great segment last night. Uh, featuring the audio of that press conference with the Athens mayor. So uh, uh, Lake and Riley, the young Georgia college student murdered by the illegal alien. And listen to this nut job liberal mayor in Athens, Georgia. Georgia. He lied about them uh, uh, not being a sanctuary city. This term sanctuary city doesn't have a sole legal or procedural definition. Liar. Many of the elements. Liar. Time for questions. And no policies have been adopted by the mayor and commission that have created sanctuary city status in Athens. You need to resign. One protocol that sometimes arises. One protocol. You're fired. You're fired. You need to go, sir. We don't want to hear from you no more. You're not defending us. You're not upholding your oath of office, sir. You are lawless. You are a criminal. We created this government, and we pay your salary. You do what we want you to do, not what you want to do. Americans are sick and tired of being lied to by pathetic politicians who think we can't read the laws they write behind our backs. We investigated Georgia law. The state prohibits sanctuary cities. But these wicked little mayors, like this guy, while everyone's distracted, create loopholes to prevent their towns from working with ICE. So they can brag about how kind and compassionate they are towards migrants. And then when Americans are murdered by migrants, these fringe libs lie and cover their hides and claim, oh, we're not a sanctuary city even though they bragged about it five years ago. Watch. And whereas white nationalists and xenophobes have been emboldened by some politicians and members of the media, and we recognize that our entire community, not just people of color and immigrants, is harmed by the existence of white supremacy in our community going unchallenged. And whereas our immigrant and undocumented neighbors, especially those of Latinx heritage, face daily fears and threats from individuals and institutions such as ICE, and whereas for the Athens community to be whole, it's necessary that families and loved ones remain together and that all people, including those without documentation, feel welcome and comfortable. You see, Kelly welcomed illegals, shut out ICE, now an American girl's death. It wasn't white supremacy that killed her, it was white guilt. Very good point, very good segment by Jesse Waters last night. Prime time. Uh, hey, David Noble, I'll bet you he's got a good woke update or two. If not, I got one right here in the stack, ready to roll.